Hello and welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. We are here a week after our New York Giants draft recap. If you haven't already, please give that a listen as we gave an in-depth look into the Giants draft picks going from round one all the way through the undrafted free agents as well. I remember it was getting so not repetitive, Alex, but like there are so many guys we signed, I think 14 in total undrafted free agents that uh, by the time we were getting to that number seven or eight spot, we were kind of just running through it a little bit faster than the other ones, just trying to get through each school, each player, each position. Um, So that was pretty fun. Now, I would say we start to get into not yet, but yeah, sort of. After we get past the schedule release, which will be later this week, and we're super excited because I'm sure we'll have an episode kind of getting into that and starting to do some schedule of, uh, you know, um, predictions, excuse me. That'll be later this week. Once we get past that point, that's kind of when we get to that dead part of the offseason. Um, from this time in mid-May to, I would say, what, early to late August or July, right? Because training camps, I believe, starts in late July, if I'm not mistaken, or if not, like, other type of camps, OTAs and stuff. And the rookie mini camps, they'll be happening as well, but it's, we don't get fed as much news and there's not so many rumors in those type of little tiny camps as there are when we get to OTAs and training camps. So we're going to be here. I'm going to go with weekly, you know, most likely um, we'll, we'll be here weekly throughout this part of the off season and hope to give you the best content we can. Um, That's all I'm going to say because I, some, a lot of the time I, I overcommit us and I say words that I shouldn't like, you know, we're going to be doing all this. And, you know, I get upset when we don't get to that or something. Uh, I did that with the draft. I was like, we're going to go through our top guys in every position. And we just didn't get to it. And I was, you know, too high of standards. But I'm going to stop talking now because I've talked for the last two minutes straight and uh, send it to my co-host, Alex. How's your week been? Well, I know how your week's been, but <laughs> let's, let's fake that I don't. Alex, how's your week been? <laughs> My week's been going well. Um, it's certainly been uh, a little bit disappointing now that the draft's over. Uh, it definitely kind of lowers your mood, but uh, it was certainly a fun week of of knowing that we had a pretty decent draft and there's we're moving in the right direction. I'd say um, in terms of the offseason, you're right. Like in when this training camp, I believe it starts end of July, early August uh, in terms of when training camp begins. Uh, like I just said, I don't know, I'm repeating myself, but <laughs> yeah, it's certainly a dead period, but um, you know, hopefully we might have a few people on. Uh, it's always a fun time to have guests on. So you're already, uh, you're already doing it. I was going to say that. And then I was like, no, because what <laughs> if we don't have any guests on? You're like already teasing it. And we, we don't know that. Well, we will try to have some guests on. There we go. Uh, that will make the off season a lot more interesting but, uh, you know, right now there's actually quite a bit to talk about still. So I guess we can get into it. And Joe Shane just completely clearing house. Well, not completely. He fired three people, but uh, clearing house or two main people clearing house <laughs> mainly uh, of some of the dead weight and some of the people that the Giants fans have been begging for uh, to be gone for a long time. Not Chris Mara, unfortunately, because he is the brother of the owner, John Mara. So um, he's not gone, but a couple other guys are. Yeah, Alex, I was actually going to, you know, keep the talk going for a little bit. I was just going to say how, you know, it's it's nice at school now that we're not getting made fun of because of a bad draft by the Giants or a mistake that they make or a loss that they have. But it does suck when you're bored in class now. 
there's no highlights or you know or prospect reports to do that that really was my that was my uh devoted time when i was bored sitting in class i was like let me you know pull up on the computer some prospects here let me get some reports on them let me write some bullet points down it's putting draft content out on social media i i don't have that anymore it's kind of it sucks it really does so and i'm sure you you were doing a lot of the same there with your draft a lot of, a lot of our a lot of our uh Daniel Jeremiah work was coming in the middle of like a Spanish period or ELA or something when we just like we're not doing anything. So I'm sure you can relate. Don't don't tell our Spanish teacher. Love the guy. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, let's get into the content here. Um, People don't have to hear about this forever. Uh, Although definitely some stories to share of how many draft prospects I went through during class periods. Anyway. Yes, uh, what you're talking about moving on from scouts, uh, the Giants are moving on from Chris Pettit and Kyle O'Brien, specifically Pettit being the team's director of college scouting and O'Brien, a senior personnel executive, are not being retained. Pettit has actually been with the team for a long time since Tom Coughlin's first year, I want to say, as a coach was in 2004. That's when he was hired. Um, And then O'Brien just since 2021, Dave Gettleman's guys there. Uh, I, I made a video on it on the new, on the Giant Take YouTube channel uh, that you can go check out. So if you want to see my sort of instant reactions to that, that's on the YouTube channel. And then I guess in replacement here, we don't know specific roles yet, I think still, even though it was a couple days ago, recording this Sunday, May 8th, um, Sunday or Sunday night, May 8th. Happy Mother's Day also. Forgot to mention that in the beginning. Happy Mother's Day to anyone celebrating or who celebrated by the time you listen to this. Um so this came out, I believe, a couple of days ago on May 6th, but yet we still don't, the role is still unknown. But the Giants are hiring Bears area scout Scott Hamill in an unknown role that was per at Inside the League. Hamill has been uh, the Bear or with the Bears for seven years at this point. He doesn't appear to have a direct connection to uh, Giants general manager Joe Shane, which most of his hirings do. So that's pretty interesting there. That comes from NJ.com writer Zach Rosenblatt. So you would assume. Re- replacing one of those roles as the, I, I don't think the personnel executive, maybe he comes in and is going to be the team's director of scouting. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, that's the, that's the scouting and management roles, I guess. Uh, it's a couple guys that um, have been fired by the New York Giants. Yeah. I mean, Chris Pettit is obviously infamous for the Saquon Barkley pick those images at the combine with Saquon. That's really what he's known for. And just obviously, uh, a bad history of drafts recently with the New York Giants. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really like I'm not going to I'm not going to be one of those people who sits here, starts celebrating, singing that someone got fired because, you know, th- these are jobs. These are people with actual jobs. As much as you may dislike them, uh, it is, you know, it's a little bit disingenuous to be laughing in their face when obviously this affects them and their families. Um, but yes, for a pure Giants team perspective, I think these are good moves. Anyway, uh, moving on there, Josh, you got something about that? Or Yeah, sorry. Just, I mean, can't speak on O'Brien personally, but with the resume that uh, Pettit has, I won't be surprised if a team, a team actually picks him up um, sometime in the next couple months anyway, because he's got a big resume to his name. Having to be on a team as a scout for over, what is that, 16 years? Can I count correctly? 2004 2022 that is 18 years so it is over 16 years so i guess i got something right yeah, there you go <laughs> yeah so if, to be with a team for that long that's a pretty good resume you'll get hired sometime soon but yes go ahead sorry <laughs> all right uh what i was going to move to next is obviously the schedule's coming out on thursday fully 
but they're doing this weird thing. Well, I mean, it's not weird. They're just trying to make money. Um, that they're <laughs> they're trying to drag out the schedule release throughout the week. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's like ESPN, then CBS, then uh, NBC. Like they're each doing. I don't quote me on the order. It's it's certain order, but um, they're kind of like releasing each game into or like a few games individually. Like the bit the biggest Monday night football matchup, the biggest Sunday night football matchup. Like on Monday and then on Tuesday, and then the full schedule is going to be released Thursday at eight o'clock. Um, but we did hear the first Giants game. Uh, they announced all the international games first, and the Giants will be playing in London at Tottenham Stadium. Uh, if you listen to our Chelsea podcast, Talking Blues, you know we're not a big fan of that place, but uh, we'll we'll be supporting it there for the Giants, uh, and they're going to be playing there at Oct- on October 9th. 2022 this year obviously at 9 30 a.m eastern time so get your breakfast ready the giants are playing in the morning uh and that will be week five and also the giants will not be electing to take their bye week week six either which you do have the option to do uh post an international game but someone made a good point on twitter i don't remember who but i saw it uh it's very similar to going to the west coast right west coast you're flying it's what five five and a half hours uk five and a half, six hours, six and a half hours. Uh, so it's really not too big of a difference. Um, so besides I think, the time change, obviously. from Besides the time change, there's a two two hour difference, right? It's three hours back uh, going West Coast and two hour, and five hours forward going uh, to the UK. But yeah, I'm, I, I kind of agree with that decision. No need to uh, take the uh, bye week right after that. Wish I could go to that game. That would be really cool to go to an overseas game. Don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, uh, certainly fun. I know a lot of Giants creators uh, are looking at going, and I think it would be a lot of fun, especially for all the UK fans. Yeah, good for them. They get the New York Giants team. I believe the Giants are actually undefeated in the UK. I believe two and zero. I want to say so. Well, that will be ending. <laughs> oh, all right, Alex already predicting the Aaron Rodgers, uh, famous quarterback, top quarterbacks in the NFL MVP winner to come in and get the job done in London. Um, but yeah, get uh, as the uh, you know, British reference. Here we come. Get your tea and biscuits ready for this one because it's going to be a fun 9:30 a.m. matchup here uh, in the Eastern Standard Time. Alex, uh, they could be playing us on Mars and we'd still be losing. It doesn't matter where we're playing. <laughs> Already the negativity coming through. This is wonderful. Giants fans at work here. Um, what I was going to mention now is, I mean, I guess referring to that here, um, we were texting about the game. I sent it to you. I was like, Giants playing in London. And you were like, oh, great. So now the Giants don't get to just ruin my night. They get to ruin my entire day because they can lose right at, you know, at 11 a.m. in the morning. And I'll, I'll, it'll just ruin the rest of my day compared to if they're playing a one o'clock, four o'clock or even eight o'clock game. They'll ruin my night. Yeah, you you do make a point there, Alex. It's a good one. It's a little different. So I think in general, the four o'clock games are the best because you can recover because if it's sun, if it's Sunday or Monday or Thursday night. The next whole, the whole next day, you feel shitty because it kind of feels <laughs> like you you're barely getting any sleep that night. You're up late anyway, and it's like it's just not good. But the four o'clock games, you you have all day up until four o'clock for your day to not be bad. And then after four o'clock, right, a game ends at seven o'clock. You kind of have your dinner. You're depressed, you know, assuming the Giants lose, which they usually do recently. Uh, and then you know it gets better. You know, you go upstairs, do your thing. I don't know, watch TV, play video games, whatever you want to do do homework in our case <laughs> and uh and then you go to bed and then the next day it's like you're not really thinking about the game anymore so four o'clock is the elite time for the Giants games in my opinion 
in case anyone was interested, even though they're <laughs> definitely not. Moving on now to uh, we talk about some rookie stuff, rookie minicamp stuff. Um, Dan Duggan reported that the New York Giants, um, he's seeing a lot of teams are holding rookie minicamps this weekend. So obviously the seventh and eighth um, signing their draft picks. While the Giants don't need to sign their picks in quotation marks until before training camp, they typically they typically give the bulk of pick signing uh, bonuses within two weeks of signing. Imagine Thibodeau and Neil would prefer to get those uh, eight figure checks sooner than later. Another reason why James Bradbury's situation will be resolved sooner than later, despite Joe Shane's uh, or Joe Shane not meeting his suggested deadline for a resolution. Um, and then a Giants fan asked in the comments, any thoughts on why there's a, de- a delay and, you know, coordinating the timing of additional cuts, roster moves, question mark, which Duggan responded, not sure on why the delay, uh, but there won't be a pay cut or an extension. A restructure would be a stunning reversal by the Giants. So still expecting a release sooner than later. And as Alex and I were checking before the podcast, we were making sure the cap situation still stands in the negative markings and that is exactly right. Uh, the Giants are still negative when it comes to cap space at the current moment. Next year in 2023, whole different story because they didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. Saquon Barkley's a free agent. Two big notable names on this Giants offense uh, that I know won't be you know, on the team officially next year. And that's why we have so much money. I think, Alex, you said about $80 million next year um, in, in cap space. But for right now, still in the negatives. And Joe Shane... Again, I keep on saying Alex, Alex, Um, Alex, (laughs) earlier this week, you said Joe Shane mentioned that Bradbury will not be on the on the team later this week. Well, it's Sunday and he's still on the team. So where did you hear that from? What's well, he's, he said he said a, a resolution will most likely come by the end of the week. And that's that was that said. on his interview in his interview with WFAN TV. Yeah. yeah, he did. It was during that interview. Got it. Um, but going to the James Bradbury situation, if you include the signing of the picks, right, which we're going to have to do, it's not like you can avoid doing that. The Giants will have negative 12.1 million in cap room. Now the Giants can save 12.4 million by cutting James Bradbury, which would obviously put them under the cap and give them uh, a little, I mean, barely any breathing room. You'd still probably have to make a couple cuts, possibly in O'Shea and Zimenez, uh, possibly a Nick Gates, uh, you know, maybe some players who you signed who maybe won't work out in training camp, etc. But um, yeah, that that's kind of the cap situation. I don't see a way that they don't cut Bradbury. Uh, I I I don't see it to be honest. I I wanted them to restructure him originally, but unfortunately, I I just don't think it's a good idea. Uh, I think we're gonna have to end up losing him. It's gonna be really sad. I mean, he. He was a player who, you know, I always admired on this team, always put in good effort, always played well for the most part, uh, and was kind of the one of the highlights of the past couple of years. So it's going to be sad to see him go, but I'd say at this point it's probably 95% that he is going to be no longer a New York Giant uh, after the next couple of weeks or definitely and probably uh, not by rookie minicamp. So it'll be sad to see him go. He posted something on his Instagram story too, so uh, kind of hinting at it as well. But yeah, I agree. I don't think the Giants will restructure him. I don't think there's going to be a trade partner. Uh, and I think the Giants will have to end up cutting him, which is very upsetting. But you can thank Dave Gettleman for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to the next piece of news, and that is... So, basically, Landon Collins, yes. Former safety of the New York Giants. 
28 no. years old. <laughs> 28 years old. I was looking at free agents and I saw the commanders release Landon Collins. Now, if he is signing with the Giants and it would be the minimum deal, what is that like one year, $2 million, something like that, a little over $2 million, I want to say, would you do it? Because for right now, no. <laughs> for right now, let me make my case a little bit. For right now, like on the depth chart, you're looking. The only strong safety we have is McKinney, I believe. I know we, I know Dane Belton's there, but he's more of a free safety. We have Julian Love at free safety. I don't believe on the depth chart there's two strong safeties. I could be wrong. And I Landon Collins. Like, okay. Nope, now I have to make my case. Landon Collins is a strong safety. And when we've seen him at his best, we know he's very good. I know there's issues as well off the field with him. Only 28 years old. I'm saying hypothetical if he were to sign the one year, like over a little over 2 million minimum salary, would you do it? And I know your answer already, but. I will give you a few reasons as to why. I think number one. He's he's not going to take a minimum deal. I don't think you're probably going to have to pay him similarly to what we paid Logan Ryan a couple years back. So you're probably looking at five, six, seven million one year deal for him, and we can't afford that. We're not a win now team. Landon Collins is not a a long term player that we're going to have in this team, and I could see it kind of him playing well and us going back into another Logan Ryan situation. So that scares me, and also. I think with the three safeties you mentioned, a lot of those guys can, you know, they're versatile. I think they can play strong and free safety. I think we are also going to play a lot of single high. Uh, so I think that's also something to keep in mind with the safeties. And uh, Yusuf Corker uh, out of Kentucky, the undrafted free agent, I think has a very strong chance of making the team. A lot of people had him projected to be drafted in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Uh, and, you know, maybe it's not going to be the strongest position for us, but uh, again, we're not a win now team. Let's see how it plays out. Maybe we sign another guy, but I, I don't see uh, Collins being the person, especially with his history with the Giants. There's just too many roadblocks for it to happen, in my opinion. I have seen other people talk about it, though, um, but I, I would be shocked. All right. And then our final piece of news here on the board. Uh, speaking of James Bradbury, still the Philadelphia Eagles are NFC East rivals are expected to, quote, aggressively pursue cornerback James Bradbury if he does get released. Um, and that was per Justin M. NFL. Justin Malo is a NFL writer for the Draft Network. I, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Howie Roseman has also been routinely tied to Bradbury through the, this process. Now, I would be like, why the hell are the Giants interacting with the Eagles if it was a trade but release? He can go to any team he wants. For him to go to an NFC East rival would uh, it would suck. I mean, let's let's be honest here. It would suck. Um, but, you know, knowing our luck as Giants fans, probably be the case. Alex, I mean, do you have anything on this? I mean, it's all rumors to this point, right? But yeah, it, it certainly would suck. I do. I would say this. I think he's going to have quite a few suitors, actually, if he does get cut. Uh, the reason no one wants to trade for him is because his, his contract right now is just not ideal. You can make the money better in a new contract. Obviously, if he's released, you can sign him on a new deal. It's just way more beneficial for him to be released. And I think he's going to have a number of options. I think the Chiefs, I think possibly the Bengals, maybe that's a team that's interested interested in him. 
you know, the Eagles, obviously. I mean, there's countless teams that could be interested in someone like James Bradbury. There's not many guy. There's not many top 15, top 20 corners on the market. Uh, and he's a solid number one and a very, very high end number two if you wanted him in that category. Uh, so I, I think there's going to be plenty of suitors for James Bradbury. Uh, and I don't think it's just going to be the Eagles, but I think the Eagles definitely are one of the top teams going to be looking for him and probably one of his top uh, destinations. I think it's a good fit for him as well in that defense. But yeah, we'll see what happens with James Bradbury. Uh, really upsetting situation for sure. Really like James Bradbury, but um, you know, sometimes, what do they say? Shit happens. Yeah, indeed. Sometimes that stuff does happen, Alex. And uh, normally, yeah, sometimes shit happens. Sorry, I I didn't know what I was trying not to curse. Okay, I did it anyway. Um, normally, when I watch a barstool rundown, that they, they once they get through all their points, yeah, they they go into what they call the after show, and that's anyone who's on the current episode. They you know they talk about anything they wanted to talk about. You have any points here? You got for the quote unquote after show here? Um, you know, anything you wanted to mention besides the, like I, I can start first, um, just quick thing here. I'm super excited to see, I know we always know the opponents going in, but it's, it's always interesting to see how the schedule goes from week one to week 18. Um, and you know, always getting the schedule predictions to be like, Oh man, this is a winnable game. We can win this game. And then getting to like, yeah, we can win nine or 10 games this year. And then always going under that mark every single season. We try to predict a winning season. It never goes our way. That is my after show topic. Yeah, <laughs> that's your. Um, I would say something similar. I'm excited to see the schedule as well. I'm not. I'm. Well, I'm gonna make predictions, obviously, because well, whatever. You know, we have too many. We have too much time to not make predictions. Um, so unfortunately, it has to happen. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see the schedule, and you know, I'm hoping this season that we'll be able to go to a few more games than we did last season. Um, and Hopefully the Giants will be a little bit better, but yeah, I'm excited to hopefully go to more games next season and, uh, you know, maybe some better games towards the beginning of the season, uh, easier start, uh, so, so we can get some wins. That would really be nice. <laughs> we thought that last year. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts. We also yeah, had, hopefully we have a more fun season. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also had rookie numbers come out. So that was a big thing. I think Evan Neal got 70, I'm uh, mistaken. And yeah. then Thibodeau fighting with Graham Gano for number five <laughs> there. Um, I wonder what he gave him. We still don't know exactly. I, I don't know if it was money, if it was a gift. Very interesting. Well, we don't even know if he got it yet. I think he got, I think Gano would give it to him. Gano said he would give it to him. They, they, they had the whole yeah, said, uh, FaceTime photo where they're like, right. that was so cool. Um, they're on FaceTime talking about the number. So Thibodeau wants it. I think Gano will give it to him. So pretty cool there. And yeah, that, that would be the after show, I guess, of this episode of the Giant Take Podcast, episode 168. So a few things you can do to help support us before we get out of here. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you want to find out most places to listen, go to shipitstudios.com slash giant take. That's shipitstudios.com slash giant take on there. Most places where you can find the podcast to listen to it. Um, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Giant Take. Uh, follow us on Twitter and TikTok at The Giant Take Pod, Instagram and Facebook, The Giant Take Podcast. Alex is on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at Josholo29. Um, and then. Yeah, with that, uh, Giants content to come, and I assume an episode later this week when the schedule officially gets released, 
Um, so there you go. Yeah, there, there's me uh, talking about, you know, what I'm assuming is going to happen, although I, I shouldn't be making those. I already, you know, I'm already downing my own ability. We will have an episode out 100 million percent at 9 a.m. Friday morning after the schedule. We'll be pulling it all night. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we'll see what happens. But yes, <laughs> I would expect later this week. I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's your cue, Alex. Yeah, I think it's time. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. Uh, it's been a, a nice fun one and, uh, we'll be back with the schedule at a time that we are not going to commit to right now. And we'll see you all next time. <laughs> Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.